Gladiators, welcome back today. I have the most amazing young lady. We have a female gladiator in the house and with a spectacular story to tell. Uh, I would like to uh, welcome you. Thank you. Bechita Almeiri. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you so much. Did it have marks out of 10 for getting the name, name yes, right? Yes, yes. 10 out of 10. Thank you so much. Welcome. Thank welcome. you. There's so many things I want to discuss with you. But here's the thing. You're still in your 30s, correct? Yes. It's rarely I meet someone in their 30s that has a story because they don't have much of a life. You know, like life is years of going out there and grafting and emotional intelligence comes from that. But you've achieved so much in such a young age. I think I disagree with that. Do you know why? Please tell me. Because people believe that their normal life is a story not worth telling. It's not that they don't have a story. It's because a lot of people, I'm sorry, I'm just diving in, you know. But, Please do. But I feel like a lot of people have goals. And because they haven't achieved these goals, they don't believe that the rest of their life is they're actually worthy. worth telling. They, yeah, they think they're you not know? worthy enough. Uh, but it is. Everything is worth telling. Your story, every single person has a story that's different than the others. That's I feel your optimism already. Yeah. So you're an optimist. I am. Well... I am, but I'm also very realistic, you know. Well, you're not a pessimist. No, right. no, because everything happens for a reason. Every bad thing, every hiccup, every good thing happens for a reason. Uh, that's, I believe in a lot. I might switch and tell you a couple of verses in Quran that I believe in Please a lot. Do. But uh, they all lead to one and one thing. Everything in life, every hiccup. Today I'm here for a reason that I don't know what it is. You yeah. know, and I might know in tomorrow, I might know in five years time, but I'm here for a reason. What made you so wise at such a young age? Tell us your background, if you don't mind. Um, my background, well, uh, I'm the eldest of three daughters. Uh, my father passed away when I was 10. Sorry and I was uh, the eldest of my two sisters. So because my mom didn't have... Uh, and education, uh, my mom is Indian, so I'm half Emirati, half Indian. And because my mom grew up with the, no education and because she couldn't, you know, she struggled raising us uh, when she was working uh, two jobs uh, every day. So when my father isn't there and my mom is trying to raise or trying to make money for us to survive, I became the father and the mother figure at yeah. a very young age, you know. To so take you had care to get of, mature very quickly. Yeah, taking care of my sisters, uh, uh, taking care of my family, of the household, making sure everything is set right, everything is done right. Um, but look, uh, my teenage time came when I became in my 20s. Like when I when I I wanted to do Disneyland and I did Disneyland. I wanted to because I've never had that time to uh, experience what sports do I like. So uh, when I was in my twenties, I tried every single sport that came across my mind. Did classes, did everything, got good at it, and then I said, maybe that's not for me. Let me try this. Maybe that's not for me. Let me try that. And I tried every single sport that came into my mind. You caught up with what you missed. 100%. So may I ask you, go back a little bit if you don't mind. Of course. Sorry to ask questions about oh, your no, father. No, no. Did he die at natural causes? Yes. Or was, uh -huh. Yeah. It was uh, natural causes. Uh, 
he was ill at the last few years of his life and he uh-huh. passed away. Okay, so it wasn't a sudden. No. He was, he was. And then your mom must have been very young. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is she, your mom's still with us? Is yes. she remarried? Or no. Uh-huh. No. And then, so when you look back, because this, we have synergy here, because I lost my father mm-hmm. when I was three and a half, four. Um, one of the things I noticed was that uh, I didn't have much of a happy childhood. Mm-hmm. It was associated with a lot of stress and and survival, really. Of course. Uh, had when you look back at your and my childhood was long back. Yeah. <laughs> your childhood isn't that far back. So how do you how do you review your childhood when you look back? I think looking back at it now, it was good. It was a good childhood. You know, my sisters and I are very close. We we played out. Uh, uh, we did what every child would do, but I also, of course, had other duties to fulfill. But it's not uh, unhealthy or it wasn't like bitter. No, it was good, but it has struggles. Like I had to grow up. I know that uh, coming uh, coming home after work or after school, I had to uh, take care of my sisters, make sure the homework is done. Uh, and do this. So I was switching between these were moments uh, in my day where I was an adult, you know, although my sisters are not as, uh, I was the eldest, I was what, 12, 13, when my sisters were two years younger of two years younger. So very younger. similar Exactly, ages, but yes. I had to just grow up. Do. Yeah, I just so had to So you just do. did it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, I just had to uh, put the switch, there was a switch in my head where, okay, did you do your homework? Did you do your homework? Uh, let me see what's in the kitchen. Let me do do just a little bit of just due sense of responsibility the was there. Make sure that our uniform is set for tomorrow. Mm. Uh, this and that. But then once all this is done, okay, let's watch cartoon. So it Amazing. was it was a switch between the both. I now I can't tell you uh, which I don't. Uh, I'm not gonna say I don't believe in. But I'm not gonna tell you that build up a childhood trauma in me. No, you gotta do what you gotta do. That's what life is about. You know? So who's the the optimist in your family? Do you think your dad was the optimist or your mom? Where'd you get this from? Or do you think it's something that you don't inherit? It's not in your DNA, something that you had uh-huh. to work in, you're born. I think I had to do that. Mm-hmm. I had to do that. I've done so much of, uh, uh, I wouldn't say classes or anything, but I've done a lot of building myself and helping myself to be who I am like one of the stories that I can tell you since I was 20 okay um so since I was 20 I made this I wouldn't say a promise but I made this commitment that I would travel for four days to five days alone every year on my birthday okay uh to be with myself and my thoughts. Now, the first time I did it, I was 20, I backpacked. I I got on a plane with my backpack, uh, flew to Nice with a backpack, landed in Nice, took a train from Nice to a place called Carcassonne, and I climbed a mountain with my tent, with my food, with my sleeping system, with everything. Now, when I got there, everything was easy. But what I didn't, I realized this, but I didn't realize how big of an impact that would have on me. Uh, There was no signal. No connecting. No connection. Now, I was alone. It was a safe area, 
that I didn't get in danger or anything. I had an ELT emergency locator, so my mom knows where I am at all times. But I didn't have Instagram. There was no Instagram, there was no Snapchat, there was no TikTok, there was no WhatsApp. There was me, myself, and I alone, you know? So after a while, once you set up your tent, once you do your uh, your setup, your due diligence, taking pictures, you sit there, and I have a book. But after a while, you realize how much you didn't speak to yourself. And it merges like an ocean. It comes, all these thoughts comes like an ocean, and they eat you alive. What do you mean eat you alive? I'll tell you why. Your brain, uh, your brain, uh, the brain's function is to keep you alive, right? And that your brain is partial is survival. I right. want you to survive. I don't care. You're positive, negative. You're in good. I want you to survive. That's my job. Now, think about it in our uh, normal rhythm of life, right? I sit in the car, I have music playing, so I'm distracted. I I wake up in the morning, I'm speaking to someone, I'm doing something. I'm doing this is why meditation is important because you sit with your thoughts, right? People don't do that. I didn't do that. But when I did this the first time, I felt so down because my brain brought back all my memories, all my bad memories. Oh my god, my dad passed away. Oh my god, I had this childhood, so my you were teenage crying. time. Well, I wasn't crying, but I felt uncomfortable. There was a there was a discomfort mm -hmm. in in this situation because it was maybe I wouldn't say the first time but it was the first time I felt it consciously that it's happening and I didn't have a distraction like yes. music or Instagram. Yes. You couldn't or turn the music on. Exactly. You couldn't get out shopping 100%. or get distracted. But that made me much stronger, much stronger to who I am, and I do this every year. How do you choose where you go? Then it doesn't matter. I just want to be somewhere where I'm alone, where I don't have in COVID time. I didn't. I couldn't go out. So you know what I did? I took my cycle. I went to El Maidan track, and El Maidan track. When you do the lap, there is this road that takes you to nowhere. And I took my backpack again with the with my camping chair and some food and some lights. And I sat there for four hours alone. That's it. I turned my air phone on airplane mode. I sat there, I reflected back on my life. I looked at pictures that we take and we never use. I reflected back on my, on my photos, on uh, the life that I've lived, on how I wanna get better, on why am I here? What are the feelings that I've constantly think about but I never implemented on? How do I want my future to be? What do I want to achieve? What is happiness for me? What is success for me? Because it's different for one person to the other, you know? And then once I am comfortable and I'm happy and I'm ready to leave, I leave. But I don't, I, I want to sit by myself alone in my silence. Are you in a relationship? No. Do you think there, there is a reason I'm asking, sir? But if there's anything you don't want me to ask, please tell of course. me. Just because you are a very strong woman. Yeah. And because my daughter is very similar, you're mm -hmm. also even similar ages. And she's looking for a strong man. Yeah. Because she's a successful businesswoman. She's into meditation, looking after herself. So she's you're on a path and she's on a path. It's very difficult to find a man who allows you to be on your path 
yet a woman. Have you has that ever crossed your mind that um because we train gladiators here and there's not enough strong men out there? How what's your um, opinion? If I go back, there are strong men out there. Um as I said, I've been flying for 10 years now, right? And 99% of my flights are with male figures, with men. And uh, of course, uh, they're all captains. They all have the title of a pilot, but they all have come with different personalities, right? There are a lot of strong men out there, you know? And But uh, as again, before, back in times when my mom and dad got married, there is only a certain things that men looked for women in values and women looked for uh, in men as values. And if these clicked, the rest they can work on. Nowadays, I feel, I wouldn't say it's becoming difficult, but it's becoming more of a challenge for people is because if when, oh, you know what? I don't like what you said, that's it, khalas. You're not- So you're not quickly can jump. Exactly. Yeah. People, uh, and I think that it's, our fault as I wouldn't I wouldn't say a country or a nation as a fault as a whole uh, human race yes. because we've done things so instantly. I say that people, if we don't have to work it, you don't value it. Yeah, that people feel that everything should happen instantly, everything, but they don't realize. By the way, uh, your degree needs four years of work for you to get a degree. Your uh, body that you want to achieve in the gym doesn't come in a day Overnight. or two a good friendship doesn't come in a day or two a good relationship doesn't come in a day or two you know so do you think it takes time i agree i agree do you think that being a strong woman brings out a lot of insecurities in men uh, in a relation not not as men, co-workers men who haven't figured out themselves yes mm-hmm. but men who have no so men who have who know who they are and what they want to achieve, they wouldn't be uh, uh, challenged by a woman. Oh, they wouldn't be challenged by a woman, I would say. And I've seen a lot of men that are like that. You know, um, a lot of men they're moved if they see uh, a woman who is not necessarily more successful than them. She's just successful. Yeah, she's driven. You know? She's. Because she's yeah, things. exactly. Uh, but men who within themselves are comfortable in their own skin, they're never moved. Wow. They're never. I'm wondering if there's enough of those men around. That's one of the questions I ask myself. I think it's because they're not as visible. Mm-hmm. They're not as visible. Uh, the, the very comfortable success, that's what I call it, it moves in silence. People who are very comfortable under their own skin. They don't shout. They don't no. shout. They don't scream. They move in silence. And they would, They prefer to keep it that way. Wow. That's the angle I've never heard before. So thank you for that. You're welcome. We're going to go. You mentioned flying. This is uh, yeah. one of the reasons we're here. Because I want to talk to you as an entrepreneur as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You tell us you were one of the first female pilots for Emirates Airlines. Yes. Emirati. Yes. So how did that happen? Did you you decide the age of 11, I want to be a pilot, I want to do this. Tell us about the process and then how did you get there? 
please. Um, I always had interest in flying, but uh, it was an interest that I never uh, acted upon because I've never seen another female pilot. Now, for this, I would uh, really emphasize what my mother said. Because, you know, my mother is not educated in school, but she's educated in life. In life. And uh, I remember when I applied, when I finished school, I applied in seven different universities with seven different majors. Um, journalism, a doctor, a dentist, a fighter pilot, uh, pilot in Emirates, pilot in Etihad. So I applied nuclear engineer. So I applied in all of them. And I said, you know what? Because every all of these fields, you do an entry exam. And when you do that exam, and I was in my head when I was 17 at that time, I said, you know what? If I fail that exam, that means I'm not good for it. As simple as that. But unfortunately, I passed all of them. Wow. And... So you had choice. Now I have a choice, but the problem is I was um, in this stress that I don't know which one to choose to be the best for me. So I sat there and I did pros and cons list to each and every one of them. You know, I studied. May I, were these all these universities in this country? They are in uh -huh. the country, So yes. you didn't consider leaving the country? No, uh -huh. uh, because my mom needed me. Uh -huh. and, and your uh, sisters needed you. Exactly, and I needed to be somewhere where I'm close. So I did pros and cons, pros and cons. I asked whoever I can, you know, around me as ladies, you know, girls, what is about this? What is about that? What is this? What is that? And the only field that I couldn't find a female to ask is aviation. It was uh, not easy to find a woman. Sure, who've experienced it. Yeah. yeah. So I remember, I remember this sitting with my mom and I'm telling her it's difficult, you know, to find a lady that can tell me about her experience in aviation. And she's like... Um, What's the problem? Be the one. That's how my mom's reaction was towards what I... You can I, achieve anything. Go oh, for it. Not only that, parents don't realize, is this my camera pointing at me? Yes, there is. Parents don't realize how much their words affect the kids. They don't. So whoever is a parent, always keep that in mind. Not even words, your reaction means a lot to how your kid will react in life. Because if my mom said, oh my God, that is really difficult. Maybe it's really tough for I the ladies. I wouldn't have been here. You know, you have a lot of respect for your mom. I do. Right, so yeah. that helps. Some children don't have respect for their parents because of the way they behave. Of course. So the fact that she earned her respect She's earned it in the right way, working There's hard. There's so and, many mm. stories, Darush, I can tell you. Like, even I applied, and she's like, become one. And I became one, and I applied. Now, I'm 17, uh, turning 18. And uh, it's my first day in college. Okay? Now, imagine my entire life until I was 18, I studied in an only girls' school. Okay? Now, I'm walking in college... You're the only one. I'm the only girl in the entire college. Poor you. All the attention you got. But you wouldn't imagine how freaked out I was. I was scared. Like I was not in my comfort zone or I wasn't in my comfort space because it's a different environment. 
I have I have my class name, uh, my class number, and I'm walking next to my class, and I'm like, this must be a mistake, because I all I see is boys inside. It's, this must be a this mistake. These are things you don't think about when you're applying. Exactly, or, and yeah. I walk in, and I go to the administration, and I was like, uh, hi, uh, I'm Brita. This is my first day. Um, I don't know where my class is, and it already started. It's 9.05, you know, and he goes, uh, show me your paper. Let me check. Oh, this is your class. And I walk in, and uh, the professor said, well, since you're here and you're five minutes late, stand here and introduce yourself. I've never been as red as I was at that day in my life because all I see is it it wasn't my element. It was not my element. I forgot my name. And the boys, know, the, all the boys were Emiratis too. So they, they know how we are as a background. Uh-huh. And they're like, no, no, let her sit down. Let her get comfortable, you know, until I'm actually comfortable. Do you, why do you think the, the teacher did that? Hmm? Why do you think the teacher did that? Well. It was wrong, right? It was wrong. Maybe. But it also built a lot in my character too. But that's your personality. Mm. Probably. Your personality turns everything into an opportunity. Of course. But look, that day I remember very, very clearly because as soon as we finished our first class, I ran towards the ladies' room, which was my ladies' room that yeah, time exactly. I was in college. The cleanest toilet ever. You know, yeah. and I walked in and I called my mom and I was like, Mom, oh my God, there is something. And I'm, I'm having a, not a panic attack, but I'm panicking, you know, mm. and I'm like, Mom, there's something wrong. Um, I don't know what what happened. I don't know what to do. And she's like, what's wrong? And I said, I'm the only girl in college. And I'm this close to crying. And she goes, so? Silence. That was her reaction towards me having this idea in my head. And uh, she goes, so? And silence. I didn't know what to answer. And she said, listen, young lady, if you have an important thing to tell me, now is your time. Otherwise, I'm really busy. I need to hang up. Wow. And she Tough hung love. The phone and she hung the phone. And, and she loves you so much. But now looking back at it, and I remember years, I graduated, I'm flying. And now I think we're somewhere in Barcelona, my mom and I. I took her in a layover with me. And I asked her this question. And I said, do you remember that day? You know, when I called you and I was crying, almost about to cry, and you said this to me, and she's like, yeah, I remember. And I said, why do you say that? She's like, look, I had a panic attack as much as you did. But if I told you, oh, no, my baby girl, please come home. Halos, this is not for you. If you're not comfortable, you don't have to be there. You wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be the person or the woman you are. Wow. This is why. So when she put the phone out, she was hurting. She was panicking. She was worried about you. Of course. This is why I always say parents' reaction to what their kids do, no matter what age they're at, is very important. Wow. Very important. And I've experienced this. Please give my regards to your mom. Thank you so much. Sounds like a most amazing lady. Thank you. Thank you. So, So tell me about college. How tough was it? Because... As a pilot, do you have to do any physical activities? Do you? Is it all just? Well, uh, the tell me about how long did it take? It so before you apply, before this particular day that I'm telling you, uh, when you go into programs, you have to go through a set of seven exams. Okay. 
you know, f- uh, physical tests, math, and uh, uh, different tests to to see if you're capable of mm-hmm. being a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you do a physical test of, of yourself to see if you are fit to be mm-hmm. a pilot. And then you start the program. Uh, the program starts as uh, two years in UAE. Okay. Uh, and then... For us in our batch, in our time, we did two years abroad. So I studied two years in Spain. Why Spain? Uh, they, there was a school. We didn't have a school. We didn't okay. have a flying academy in UAE back in that time. But now we do. And it's yes. an excellent academy. But before we didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they would send us to Spain or it send you us to You could choose where you went? Uh, they chose for you? It, they chose for us. Wow. But uh, in my time... Uh, we had an option, a couple of batches had an option to choose between Spain or Oxford. And I chose Spain. Uh, I love the culture and we were based mm. there and that's it. And I was very happy to be in Spain. And there were more ladies no. in Spain? Still not? No. No. I was wow. still, when I traveled, I was, uh, uh, there were 30 Emirati boys and I was one girl with them. Incredible. But now, I, for, I, the, for the listeners, sorry to interrupt, uh, the government covers your cost for this education because yes. you're an Emirati. Yes. Incredible. Yes. Um, and uh, it was great. You know, I learned so much about uh, myself uh, being there. Uh, and uh, again, you know, for everybody who's listening, I really recommend that every child, every university graduate or even who's going undergoing a university should do a year away from home. their home mm-hmm. so you always that two years must have been tough for you because you're so close to your sisters and your mom yeah of course mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was tough but it was also a very very uh, important two years of my life because in these two years I built my own principles for me, if it makes sense. Yeah, like, you, for example, what you were about, what was your character? I'll, right? I'll like, give you a simple example. Please. Uh, you grow up, you have daughters, right? Or sons. And three sons and a daughter. Three oh, sons yeah. and a daughter. They live in, with you at your home yes. when they're growing up. Yes. You teach them. This is how folding should be. This is where the cups are. This is where we have breakfast. This is when we have lunch. And it's something that you've been brought up with and you automatically just pass it along, right? And it's very simple principles, you know, like I I was born a Muslim, okay? I never doubted Islam or I never doubted my religion. But when I went to Spain, because my best friend is Spanish, she would ask me questions that would, I wouldn't say uh, question my religion, but she would ask me questions, like, why do you guys cover? She was, yeah, inquisitive. She was just wanting exactly. to know more. Yeah. Or why is, uh, what is covering equivalent to men? Like, what do men do? And these questions had me research. Knowledge is a great Instead of just tool. accepting. Exactly. And, and and she questioned, so I would go and research. Now, of course, I would research in Arabic, but now I have to translate it well in English, which made me believe in Islam. Sorry. No problem. It's me. No problem. I apologize. Uh, Are you rushed for time? Or we no, 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 no. But it made me believe 
so much in my own religion made me stronger uh, or closer to Allah just because she was asking me questions and I was researching things that was like, yeah, you pray five times a day, but why? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting this time of not me not being a local, me being an immigrant in another country, you know? How was your English then? Perfect. Your English has been perfect? Well, no, I studied in government school, so I developed my English with time. But um, so your mom speaks Arabic with you? Yes. Wow, amazing. My mom speaks Arabic. I studied everything Arabic in school. So at home you spoke Arabic. At home we spoke Arabic. Uh, all the uh, classes, all all the subjects we took in Arabic was Arabic, except for English, of course. But uh, it was a very very nice. Uh, it did have its tough times, of course, you know. But uh, it was a really nice two years of time not for the educational purpose but but for the self-development purpose you know now for example i know what is my limit to say no what is my limit to say yes what i what am i comfortable with how do i want people to talk to me the things that you're talking about people don't realize in their 60s so you've amazing absolutely amazing i'm sitting here and or of your I, I love wiseness, I'm being because serious. Because people don't realize this. You are the only person who's gonna live with you for the rest of your life. You're the first person you see when you wake Get up. Get to love yourself more. Get to and know you're, yourself exactly, more. And you're the last person you see before you go to bed. Do you know how important this relationship is? Everything else is secondary. Beautiful. But you are the only person who's going to live with you for the rest of your life. So love yourself, you know. And by by uh, by loving yourself, I don't mean always be nice and kind. No, sometimes be tough. There is tough love. There is kind love. You need to be love, arrogant and cocky. It's that balance, isn't it? Exactly. It's a balance. It's a discipline, you know. It's a discipline. What do I want to see in two months' time? Start today. When did you finish education at the aviation college? Uh, 2015. 2015. Sorry to ask you, how old would you have been then? 20. 20 years. Oh my yes. goodness, she's still a baby. You're, you're in your 20s. No, I'm 30. Just, I, okay. Yeah, yeah. I turned 30 this year. Congratulations. Thank so, you. did you know that you were going to work for Emirates? Were they queuing up to hire you when they heard about you being the only female? No, I was a cadet pilot program. It was a program that is done by Emirates. So right from the beginning, it was... Yes, so wow. I started, uh, I, I did my education, flew small airplanes, uh, the two-seater or four-seater, and then immediately moved to 777. Were there any time you thought, oh, oh, I don't like this flying business, or you fell in love with it? I fell in love with it. The mm. feeling you feel when you're in the air is uh, it's different. It's different. So... I wanted to ask you so many questions. Um, so Emirates knew you were going to be one of the first female pilots. Yes. Was there any razzmatazz? Do you feel other men looked at you with, with the envy? Do you, was there any jealousy? How did you inspire? Tell me about that process. I think if you if you if I'm being very honest with you, I think I was just wrapped up in my own life that I didn't really. Uh, care or I didn't really even notice of what uh, 
the boys were going. But look, we were all similar age anyway. Like we were. So you didn't get on some accelerator program? No, no just no, like no. everybody else. No, no, no. We're not treated differently because mm-hmm. I'm a girl. There, but no, no, no. We were all this almost similar age, three, four years different, you know. But uh, we were all just trying to excel and be do our career, you know. So. I didn't have that in my batch, to be honest. All the boys that I studied with, they were lovely, you know, and I've learned so much from them on a uh, a different a different way of living. Boys are different than girls, you know. Of course. So yeah. when I when when I was, for example, in Spain as a cadet pilot program, uh, we were thirty Emiratis, and out of thirty, I was one girl. So I've, uh, they've taught me so much. They've taught me how to manual drive a car, you know, because yes. there was no automatic cars, and they taught me how to drive in a Europe, manual car. I remember in Europe, you're soft if you have an automatic car. Yeah. You, you, you got to be a real man. You got to drive a manual you know, car. And right? I and I uh, and I drove a manual car for two years, and wow. I still do. If I travel and I have to rent a car, I still do, which I'm I'm very comfortable with, and I'm grateful that the boys taught me that. You know, there were so many other principles in life that we said, of course, we'd have a chat and the boys would teach me a lot of different stuff about different li- a different angle of life. And I'm grateful for this. Wonderful. And then you passed, you came over. And then what was the process before you jumped on a plane? And then we go There's, through. Do you start as a co-pilot first? Yes. And for how yeah. long? We, for? Start, uh, we start as uh, cadets and then uh First officer and then senior first officer and then, you know, captaincy. So where are you right now? I'm a senior first officer now. So when would you be a captain? Uh, I need, well, I'm now in the queue. Uh, maybe next year, uh, late next year, uh, somewhere there, inshallah. As technology is moving on and, and getting better and better with AI coming, are there actually any needs for pilots anymore? I think Or do you yes. think... The plane's going to just take off and land? No, and I think yes. I'll give you an example mm-hmm. why. If your phone, if something happens to your phone, you need a human connection for them to fix it, mm-hmm. right? Until today. If there is something wrong with your computer or something wrong with the, your phone or something wrong with Doesn't your iPad, itself, right? you need a human connection. Uh, I'll tell you a better example, actually. If you have a problem with the bank, you get really frustrated when you call the bank and there is an AI answering you. Automated system, you need frustrating, correct. You're waiting for that number six or eight or star exactly. to speak to you. So airplanes are the same. Airplanes are an excellent machine. I'm telling you, they're an excellent machine. The amount of training we go, the amount of study we do uh, with the airplanes, with a state-of-art built machines is incredible. But I feel that people feel safer when they know a human is flying it. Wow. I am, you're familiar with Ryanair? Yes. The owner of Ryanair was saying, we don't need, because he's trying to cut costs course, all the time. It's not one of these luxury airlines. And he was saying soon, the, he, he's, he, he could say we have one pilot and then we can teach the cabin crew if anything happens to the pilot to take over. And I was like, why do we need two pilots? Why do we need a pilot and a co-pilot? Yes. Mm. He just makes, the guy make, he, was, he was thinking even charging for bathrooms and and charging nothing for the flights, yeah. but getting people to cam- gamble when they're sitting on the plane. So he's a maverick and he's trying different things. Why do we need two pilots? Um, okay. 
So uh, I think a lot of people. I'm asking actually, really basic questions. No, no, no. I, I think a lot of people mistake this. So they believe that there is a pilot and a co-pilot. Correct. Right? And they believe that the pilot does everything when the co-pilot just sits there and takes uh, instructions. Or support. It's wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay. There is a captain and a first officer. Okay. There is a pilot and a pilot in command. Now, I'm going, for example, yesterday I landed from Manila. That means two days ago, I flew from Dubai to Manila, right? Any flight has two sectors, sector going from A to B and sector coming back from B to A. When I meet the captain or the, the other pilot I'm flying with, I say, hey, or he asks me, what do you want to do? Do you want to be pilot flying or pilot monitoring? Okay. So if let's say I said, I want to fly. That's the first officer uh, or the captain asks that. Yeah, question. it doesn't matter. I can ask him. Uh -huh. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And may I keep interrupting you because I'm really interested. Of course. It's possible you've never flown with this person before. We, well, I would say 90% of the time or 99% of the time, this is the first time you fly with this person. Wow. Different person, different characters, different. Everything. Is there times that you actually thought, oh God, this is going to be a pain five, six hours with this idiot? Um, don't, don't mention names or anything. I just no, no, no names. Is there any times you think, oh God, this person? Of course, uh -huh. because look, it's not because they're a bad. It's a bad. He's a bad Clash person. Clash personalities. Personalities don't click. So they're, but they're, look, they this be. is why you have rules. Follow the book, and you will be fine. That's it. It's possible you might not have conversation in the next I, seven hours. Look, uh, I've been I've been uh, to flights. Uh, I would say all the way to Sydney. Okay, where. Sydney, no, it's yes. a 14 hours. 14 hour yeah. air, a 14 hour flight. All I heard from the other pilot is check. All he heard from me is check. And I'm comfortable with that. And you can't watch a movie, you can't no, and I'm comfortable <laughs> have a nap. It's, I'm comfortable. That's absolutely fine because he's wow. doing his job and I'm doing my job. You're not there to build friends. Exactly. If friendships happen, fantastic. But it's not something that I resent the other person for. You know what? You do you and I do me. Sometimes we click. Sometimes we talk until the flight ends and we still have conversations to do, you know, and wow. that's okay. Um, this is what it is, you know. Um, so going back, I keep interrupting. No, no, I want to keep interrupting because I'm really interested. So he says, do you, want to, do you want to take charge or do you want to yeah. monitor? So, so here, is, here is how it goes. We're two pilots. We have a conversation among each other before every flight mm -hmm. uh, where, for example, I go, I would fly sector A, you would fly sector B. Silly question. Yeah. How many hours before the flight do you meet and how long do you have to have this conversation? Or is it just you waiting a passport control you have this conversation? No, no, no. Uh, we, uh, we usually are in the airport or in the headquarters. An hour and 40 minutes before okay. before our flight. And you don't know your crew either? No. You meet them. Hi, guys. This is where we're going. Uh, it's this many hours. This is the flight. So it's, it's a... Look, Fresh every single every time. Every single time. But look, everyone knows in this industry, there is a book. There is a structure. System. You follow this, You follow the system. I did a simulator. Yeah. And uh, I was managing a team in the cabin. Yeah. I can't tell you how difficult it was. It was so difficult. We didn't have systems. Yeah. Like, I believe there's a system of communication, right? Communicate speaks to the 
head of cabin crew and then they can speak the person there. Yes. He or she speaks to the Yes. You don't speak to them direct. Am I correct? Sometimes we do. Uh-huh. But sometimes we do. But yes, but there's there protocols is a, with everything. There is a chain of command. There is protocols for everything. You're exactly right. And uh, it's done for a system so people know how to do their job. You know. The first time you had to speak on the speaker to the to the passengers. Do you remember? I actually it? wrote it down. Tell <laughs> me. For me to read it. Tell me. When was it? Um 31st of December 2015 was my first flight. You were 20 went, years old. Yes, I went to Delhi. And uh, you, uh, I went to Delhi and I came back. And the pilot said to you, this is your chance. You have to. Every sector you fly, you have to speak to the passengers. But it could have been him, right? But yeah, yeah. You but decided look, to be Now you. let's... No, no. It's a protocol. One sector you have to fly. One sector you have to monitor in every so flight. So you have to eventually speak no matter what. No you matter have, what. Oh, I see. Every, every sector you fly, because every flight has two sectors when you come to home base. Mm-hmm. If I'm flying out of Dubai, let's say, I have to speak to the passengers before landing. If I'm flying... Back to Dubai, to I have to speak before I land to Dubai. So any time I'm pilot flying, yeah. I have to speak to the passenger. And then the other pilot who's not flying, they monitor and they speak to ATC. They coordinate our entries to the. So it's not like, do you want to go have a go? It's yeah. <laughs> no. Even who speaks is systemized. Yes. Oh, no. I see. He was like, I thought the two of you sitting in cockpit no. said, well, oh, I don't feel like talking. You, you have no, a chat. No, 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 oh. no, no. So we have rules. We have systems. We have duties to do, whether we're flying the airplane or not. Now, yes. where does this come as this, pi- this person is a captain, this person is the experience of flying the hours? hours. That, uh-huh. So if something happens, God forbid, in an airplane, this person who is called a captain who has four stripes. experience. Yes, will take the charge and making the last decision. Hmm. Do you see what I mean? That doesn't mean that he or she won't tell me what you think, what is your idea, and they won't take up my idea and build upon it. They do. But then they make... The final decision. The final decision. This is the difference. Amazing. How many hours do you have to fly before you can have a nap? Um, Have you ever got there, like within two hours, you, your head's rolling, and you're thinking, oh, I've got to keep awake here? Of course. Truth. Of yeah. course, of course. Uh, this you is say also to the other the person, book. yes, I'm really tired. Can I just have a 15 This is minutes? also, a, this is an international rule. You can take a 40 minutes control rest in the airplane, but it's uh, also, allo, never come to work tired. Any job you do. Mm-hmm. That's a principle. Like, for example, of this is a principle I build. Never come to work tired. Change your lifestyle to suit the work. 100%. So, and then, see, I'm asking really basic stuff, right? Can you recline? Of course. You can recline in a pilot's of course. Uh, chair. Okay, that's good. <laughs> and then how much of time you're flying, you're actually in charge, and autopilot's not? You know, like 99% of the time, autopilot's going, you physically, manually, yeah. Look, the... From, let's say, from here to... Let's say Europe, because yes. it's six hours, yes. let's say. And out of that time, physically, manually, how, what percentage of the time are you in charge of the plane? Okay. And what percentage is the autopilot? This is interesting. People have a, a perception or, about uh, autopilots. But autopilots, 
They follow what we tell them to do. I have to do a takeoff. First. So the moment you sit in the cockpit, mm-hmm. you set the autopilot. No, not necessarily. No, uh-huh. uh, I have to do, of course, a takeoff. I have to do a landing uh, unless the weather or, or it's bad visibility and the airplane is prepared for to do an auto land. Right. So the planes can auto land and of auto take off. The auto take off, no. Really? Auto land, yes. Why? Why is that? Do you think? Um, I don't know. I really, I, I can't express. It's beyond my knowledge, which I tried to see, but uh, uh, airplanes are not designed to do a, interesting. A, an so auto takeoff yet. For the listeners and the viewers and me, always a takeoff is manual. Yes. And it, depending on the weather or conditions, it can be auto land. land. Yes. The majority of the time is manual. Manual land. Yes. Wow. And. Uh, um, what else do you want to know? Uh, so the percentage of time, yeah, so, comes, so you're flying the six and a half fly, hours. Uh, we fly, uh, we can fly until how much, however we want and then engage the autopilot. You know, yes. it's different rules. From, <clears throat> what are you comfortable with? It's different rules from for each company. Again, that's rules. Exactly. Wow, it's, it's nothing like coincidence or feelings. No, or... Uh, but uh, it it's also depends on, is it busy? You know, mm-hmm. do I need... Uh, to engage the autopilot so I can focus on other things. Because look, for example, now you, let's say you're you're driving a Tesla, okay? Yes. Not in Dubai, but anywhere else, Tesla can auto drive, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. You put a Google map and there is this magenta line that's taking, or not magenta, for us it's magenta, but for you it's green. That takes you from point A to point B. Now, Tesla as a car, it wouldn't know if there are puddles in the road that you can't go through, it will go through that, right? It won't know if it's an accident, it will go through that. It's, it knows I'm gonna stop, there's an object, I'm gonna accelerate because there is no object, but it wouldn't know what anything What type else. of object, what kind of... Yeah. yeah, let's say if it's today, the weather is really bad and it's raining, it's, and uh, you're going under a tunnel and the tunnel is filled with water. Mm. Tesla wouldn't know that, it will just drive Yes. You know, and it might destruct itself, but it will drive. This is the problem mm-hmm. with autopilots everywhere. The yes. autopilot would do what you as a human instructed to do. Our job is to see, oh my God, there is weather in mm-hmm. our magenta line. We need to take a, take a couple of steps, couple of altitudes different than this. We need to climb. We need to descend. We need to all That's this still the human factor. Exactly. So the wow. entire six hours we're sitting there, we're actually engaged with the airplane, seeing that if there is weather in front, if we need to put the seatbelt sign on, if we need to turn it off, if we need to climb, if we need to descend, uh, we need to get permission of entry of every country before we enter. That leads me to another one. <laughs> The, are you okay asking or answering course, all these questions? Because I'm really getting answers here, right? So, because as a passenger, I fly two, three times a month. Yeah. I love flying. Yeah. I have all these questions, right? As a pilot, do you prefer day flying or night flying? Mm, it depends on how I feel, to be honest. I can't say always day flight. I can't say always night flight. But day flight. flying, you think you can go visual. Right, night flying, you can't go visual. You're relying on your instruments, correct? Yeah, but no, it makes it no difference. It, it really makes no difference. Wow, it makes no. And difference then you're crossing borders. I've listened to like YouTube clips of people talking. I can't understand a word they say. You get used to it. Have you Have you ever like had to ask? Sorry, say that again, like six yeah, of times. Course, of course, of course, but also, 
when we talk to air traffic controllers, there is a specific language we talk wow. with. So we know what, what they're telling us. Yeah, we have these And they know what you're saying. 100%. So somebody like me doesn't understand. I'm like, what the hell was that? Yeah, I have to ask, we know. I'll be embarrassed like for the seventh time. Can you repeat yourself? No, we have, we have a language we talk. We talk. Wow. And uh, were you nervous for the first time when you sat down? Of course. Do you imagine. still get nervous? No, no, I'm I'm very comfortable now with the, with flying. I'm very comfortable flying. But before, of course, imagine I'm 20 and I have 500 passengers behind me. Of course. Were you announced when you first flew that you were, you were the first or second first pilot, uh, female pilot? I was the second. Second. Yeah. Were you announced on the tunnel that you were the second? And did they clap? When you entered the plane, I don't know, did they? No, no, There no. was no razzmatazz, no, no nothing. No, there should have been. No. Because amazing. No. Let alone being 20 and then a no. female. I'm, I'm glad actually that didn't happen. Do you know mm. why? People would have. Not only. When you put somebody on Pedestal. a high chair, yes, then people monitor everything they do. And now I can't tell you that I wouldn't make mistakes. Maybe I do. But if I do, it will be marked under me for the rest of my life mm -hmm. because I was marked something else and they had an expectation. So it's good. It's good. As a 20-year-old, whatever you do, you shouldn't have that. You know, then you build wow. up this uh, pressure mm -hmm. that is only in your head when you don't, when you don't have to. Amazing. Um, more questions about pilots and flying. Do you get extra radiation when you're flying that high? People say... So your health may suffer long-term if you're a pilot or a cabin crew? I think, with coming to the subject, right? Uh, health is very important, okay? Now, I chose to be a pilot. So I chose my consequences. Every job. And that explain that to you. Of course. It, it's every, not up to your research. The no, people they, tell you that these are the pitfalls of the job for instance so well no but you know you know mm -hmm. that you will have uh, a shift work a shift job you know mm -hmm. that you, there will be days where you wish you were at home but you are going to work you yes. know because this is the consequence of the job you choose and it's, it comes with any job sometimes you could be away a week yeah so 100 percent. sometimes i could be away 15 days and, and between the two 15 days you're not flying anywhere you're waiting for the next flight back no, not necessarily, because I do passengers and cargo. cargo so yeah. if I'm doing cargo flight, I'm flying from here to Singapore, from Singapore to Sydney, from Sydney to Auckland. So it's not always coming back to the hub, which no. is the, wow, that's cargo. That's cargo. So if I'm doing that, uh, it's uh, I'm away for 10, 11 days alone. You know, my family's not there. My, but I chose this job, so I choose my consequences. Now, the consequences can be good or bad. It's not the consequence itself as a word is not related to only bad. I chose this job. That means I chose the consequences. And I have to deal with them. Wow. Anything you do in life has consequence, good and bad, yin-yang and everything. So you have to choose to deal with it. And I chose my days where I have to sleep early because I have a night flight. I chose the fact that sometimes in Eid or in any celebration, I won't be in Dubai. I chose that I would have a lot of nights where it will be sleepless nights. You know, I chose all this. Mm -hmm. So I have to 
deal accept it deal with it, deal with it. Mm. i have to exercise a different way i have to eat a different way i have to take care of my skin a different way my hair a different way this is how it should be it's discipline does it does it uh, make your age quicker flying what do you think <laughs> I'm clueless comparing to you. You, the ex, I have. Uh, I don't think so, but I other mean, people say that it I does. I don't think so either. But mm-hmm. it also depends on how you take care of yourself. You need to remain hydrated, of right? Of course. Why is that bottle gets all crumbled up when you land? Crumbled the up. The bottle of water. It's so the, the body is feeling pressure, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. The, bo- the you are identical to a bottle. I would have thought with the plane being all insulated you don't feel the pressure but still pressure inside the of cabin of course you feel because you depressurize when you go down and you pressurize when you go up and that could affect and that's up to the pilot no Can no, no do it's that? automatic really yeah so every takeoff you pressurize while you're going up every landing you depressurize wow. and you feel it by the way in your body mm-hmm. but not as big as the bottle is the feeling bottle it because it's bottled up because it it's closed of right. course so the best thing is to keep, is remain hydrated all the time. Remain hydrated, uh, uh, put lotion, take care of your, uh, you know, uh, what creams you're putting. It's yes. very important. Yes. Amazing. And during the long, <laughs> I'm going for three hours we just, asking you these questions. We just, we just passed the, we didn't. 50 odd minutes. Yeah. It's amazing. And we talked 10 minutes, 15 minutes before. So we could, are you okay enjoying yourself? Yeah, but we didn't talk anything about the business. We are, that. because that's coming. Are you in a rush to go? No, or no? no I'm loving this. I'm really enjoying this. Actually, we started for the listeners. We started a little bit late, but I, they can wait. I'm enjoying this. Thank you. There, you're welcome. When you're driving long distance, do you have a cabin for yourself to sleep in? Or do you have yes. a, is it for the pilots? Yes. Oh, you don't share with cabin crew? We have a cabin, yes. Is that in the seven? Now you fly the Boeing. Yes. And there's the Airbus. Yes. And um, I love the Airbus. Of course. I love the A380. Yes, beautiful, beautiful. Are the are the cabins different? Yes. Mm-hmm. Our cabins are different. Uh, uh, the operation is uh, different but similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's different. Is there a downstairs to a triple seven? Uh, Where is the? I never know. Our where... cabins. Mm. Our tri- uh, in the triple seven, it's up. For the Boeing, uh, no, for the triple seven is up. For the Airbus is down. So how do you get there? Because I've never seen a pilot walk by with his pajamas going up the stairs. How do you get there? Well, you see, we have stairs. We have our own. Uh... From your cockpit, you can go. Yeah. Ah, oh, little private cabin, and it's comfortable. It's comfortable. Amazing. It does the job. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So you're doing well. You're flying, and thank God. And then you decide to go crazy and become an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. Why? Because I don't want to be 90 sitting in my uh, rocking chair when my grandkids come to me. And all I can tell them is I was flying an airplane. It would be boring. But to most people, they go, wow, grandma, that was amazing, right? I know, but I want to tell them I also started a business and I failed and I studied this and then I started this and I failed and then I started my third business and it succeeded. And it... So is this your first business? No. Uh-huh. Tell no. us about your first business and your experience and we can talk about well, this business. Um, I had two businesses before this. Okay. Um, one was a bakery. So I was doing, uh, it wasn't a bakery for people to come as business to customer. It was business to business. Okay. So what I was doing, I was uh, 
uh, opening it early in the morning, baking until 7, 8, and then uh, shipping it to co- uh, cafes and coffee shops that yeah. didn't have a bakery. Yes. Uh, and I did that for a while until COVID happened. And both my businesses actually kind of went down because of COVID, but it's okay, you know. Uh, and so who uh, was the salesperson? Who went around talking to bakeries and coffee shops saying, I've got this pastry. Actually, I this. did. Wow. I did. Wow. I love baking. I still love baking. And I wanted to make it, um, I wanted to make a business out of it. So I did. And uh, I started a bakery. I hired a couple of people. I hired, uh, I rented a kitchen, a cold kitchen. Uh, no, sorry, a hot kitchen, a ghost kitchen, they call it. And uh, I was baking every day. Every day you go, starts at four. It doesn't matter if I'm here or not. It was only op- uh, operating anyway. And uh, they would bake basic uh, croissants, basic sandwiches, basic bread, basic this, uh, cakes. And then uh, we'd deliver everything by 12 and we shut down. These bakeries must have had previous suppliers before, right? Yes. So you need to go in and say, try my bread, try yes. my croissants. Yes. What was your unique selling proposition? Why should I, if I'm a baker, if I'm a coffee shop, yeah. why should I get rid of my existing bakers and come to you? I think uh, there was, I would it, I would be very honest with you, uh, not because if it's my business, I would say special. There was nothing special about it. It was a croissant, like any other croissant. But uh, I made sure that it's delivered on time. It's always delivered fresh. And I made a very good connection with the uh, with the people and the- The in, owners, the operators of and, those uh, Yes, that's, uh, imp- and the most important thing, because I started with a smaller capital, I could sell them with even one dirham cheaper mm-hmm. per croissant, which mm-hmm. helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause wow. That's what I did. Um, I know quite a lot of people in this industry in the UK. Yes. And they did very well and ended up owning their own bakeries. Yes. Is that something that you considered before COVID that maybe you have your own bakery selling to the consumer? Yes, of course. But uh, I've always, and now coming back, you would understand why I have my coffee business. I always was interested in the back end sale to be in the middle of the chain rather the end of the chain. A bit of the beginning, really. Yes. Because yeah. I always said, look, if I start a bakery, I want somebody to supply me milk and sugar and, 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 and. So the, the cost of me of building this just becomes bigger and bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and bigger. Then the outcome has to actually match it or become better, you know? But if I'm at the, at the beginning, I'm delivering croissants to you. And you are specializing in one line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. Interesting how you process it, right? Yeah. So you always have businesses or had businesses have been in the beginning. Yes. But I never realized this, by the way. So what happened to the bakery? You lost, you I, lost money. I, you well, I had to down. close down. Because what happened to of the course, equipment, what happened to the space? I, I had to sell. Well, the space wasn't mine. I was renting, renting the space. It. So the kitchen equipment and everything was with the space. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a problem. But uh, I was paying rent and I was uh, paying my employees and everything. And the bakery wasn't working because the coffee shops aren't working. Of so course, it didn't make sense. Was, yeah. It really didn't make sense for me to keep it. And we didn't know when and how. And the ghost kitchens are very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to let it go. Yeah, I had some clients with central kitchens. Yeah, I had so to. I some had to done really go. well, and some struggled. Yeah. So what did shame. you do? What did you do after? 
Well, uh, of I guess course, you end up losing money. Of course, I cried, yeah, you know, because I was really attached to it. But uh, then uh, I got into the coffee industry. And, uh, so that was your second business? No, uh, well, my first ever business was clothing. You design? No, I didn't design. Uh, of course, with all the travelings, you figure out factories, you figure mm-hmm. out where things are done, mm-hmm. how to find the right raw material, how to whatever. One of my flights to Bangladesh, uh, I went to a factory where I saw that uh, they were making clothes and everything and I saw it and I took an opportunity and I just designed a very simple logo on the spot you know and I said uh, guys I want this logo and this much and I will send you now a transfer to start uh, the process to start the process when can I deliver this and they said you can get it in two months time fantastic in that two months and time what was it what was the what was it? Was it dresses, no, clothes, suits? No, just uh, uh, sports clothes. And I saw that they already had the designs, they had the colors, they had everything. And all I needed was a logo. I just designed a logo on the spot. and I said, Without any customers or anything? Nothing. And I said, I'll figure that out later. <laughs> and uh, You're a true entrepreneur. And I did that. And I gave them and I did a deposit uh, in the day after. And they started the operation. I gave them my uh, house uh, uh, address. address, and they delivered it to my house. And in that two months' time, in that two months, you realize, oh my god, what have I done? No, not really. I got all excited in Bangladesh. Now I end up with like not really. In that two months' time, I came back to Dubai. I got me a trade license. I went and I spoke to these different uh, gyms and these different guys. I have clothes for you. It has this. This is what I'm starting. Why don't I give you a couple? I spoke to a couple of trainers and I said, ladies, you know, I have uh, this clothing line. Would you be interested in trying it? And this and that. And I built myself a profile. Look, um, being an entrepreneur is not as difficult as people think it is, but it's not easy. Because you're fearless. But it's not easy. Somebody, most entrepreneurs sit on two pairs of trousers and they sit there going, oh, I've got to go out there. I'm going to get rejected. I'm going to get rejected. Look, what's the worst can happen? They can say no. And I've been I've been told no gazillions of time. And I said, thank you. Wow. That's it. Of course, I wouldn't say I wasn't sad. Of course, I was sad. Of course, I had these emotions. Yeah, but you dust yourself down, learn from what went wrong. I did my fair share of crying, you know. But you get up and try. This is what life is about. Wow. This is what the entire life is about. And mm-hmm. then that business closed. Then I started the bakery, and that business was closed. I'm dying to know why coffee. You got into your coffee it's business. It's a great commodity. So, Who? do you specialize in where your coffee comes from? Tell us uh, about your business. What okay. do you do first, so, and then we can talk about coffee. So, I own a, a coffee solution company called Harvester Coffee Company. What we do, uh, we do everything that's related around coffee. So we supply green beans, we supply roasted beans. Uh, We do the consultation to set up a bar for you, uh, a coffee bar for you, whether it's uh, for a business or for your home. Uh, We find the right machines for you, the the right grinders for you. We set you up with everything. And we also provide the, the roasted coffee with different forms of it. So that's what my business is about. 
Now, um, did that business start like that, or is developed into that? It developed into that. And what was it at the beginning? Uh, roasted coffee and green coffee. From a particular country, or no? Um, not really. Uh, and now, as I'm speaking, I have 37 different kinds of coffee. Uh, some of them from a particular country, from a particular farm. Some of them I micro lots. Micro lots mean uh, a farm that produces, let's say, 12 tons mm -hmm. of a very good quality coffee, and it all comes to me. So wow. they only deal with me, and then I distribute it here. So now you become a distributor of coffee beans? Yes. And you roast them in your place? Uh, I roast them in Jabal Ali. Uh, your own facility? I have, uh, well, uh, I roast them in DMCC to start, uh, but I have uh, my own place in Al Qos where people can come, can try the coffee, can try the can machines. Can I have an invitation? Can, of course, of course. I you love can. to come. Of course. I love to and, come. Uh, you can do coffee classes there where we can teach you how to do latte art, where we can teach you how to do a barista, uh, how to be a barista, you know, what makes a good cup of coffee? How do you know it's a you good cup of coffee? You must be the only players in the market, right? There's nobody else doing. There are people doing it, but selling their own brand, right? Yes. But you must be the only independent company that takes care of everything, right? Um, I'm are not aware. I'm, mm. I'm, as I said before, Focusing live, on yourself. I'm, I'm focusing on myself. You know, I mm -hmm. even if I have competition, I actually get excited because competition is good. It makes you do better. It makes you do better. You know, this is... That's another one we can have a one-hour conversation. So tell me, why coffee? Good. Why coffee? Are you a coffee drinker? Look, of course I am. Okay, but uh, coffee is the meeting point of everything. Life starts with coffee every day. You know, people wake up with a cup of coffee. Let's meet for a cup of coffee. Let's chat a business chat Actually, a cup of coffee. Actually, not in the Middle East. It was always tea. Correct. Yeah, we've become coffee drinkers. We've become we? coffee drinkers yeah. for sure. Yeah. And also, although Starbucks has brought it, it's Italian, really. It's Italian cafeterias where people got together as families. Yes. In Middle East, it was tea rooms. Yes. Right? So but now... now it's coffee, yeah. it, it became a very good commodity to be in. But look, also, um, I love coffee, but also it was uh, a commodity that was just starting. How long ago? Oh, after COVID, so three years ago. Three years, yeah. But the coffee uh, started recently, if you mm -hmm. think about it. Because look, if I decide, let's say, uh, Darush, I'm going to start with the salt. Mm -hmm. There are already big, companies that have a name in that market yes and if we talk about sugar as a commodity it's also difficult to get into if we talk about milk if you talk about but coffee is a new commodity really I in the to, middle wow. east industry i didn't know you know it wasn't did you research it before you started it of course i have plenty of time to do nothing but research <laughs> and did you did it help you traveling so you could yes uh -huh. so uh i went to a farm in tanzania uh, stayed in the farm for a couple of days, you know, I just explored what they do, how they do it. I did the same in Colombia. So it's... Uh, so you're educating yourself. Yeah, so of course. You, when you drink coffee, you can tell the taste of yes. water. Wow. Yes, now that uh, I've learned how to and where and what notes should I search for, uh, it's interesting that every cup of coffee tastes different for me than the other. Do your sisters work for you now? No. What do they Not do? yet. One is a graphic designer, 
and the other one is a vet. And they're both are very happy in their jobs. We've just bought a veterinary clinic. Oh, very nice. Yeah, we're looking at actually owning a number of veterinary clinics. Okay. It's a great it business called? to get into. My son's bought it. Uh, oh, nice. We've got a brand on the arena. Okay. So we take over and then we, we it's very much, um, and there's lots of people who, vets and doctors and their own clinics and veterinary clinics, and they're not really business owners. Yeah. But they love serving pets and patients and stuff like that. So what we do is we go in and we buy shares. They still remain, but we take over the business side of things, the marketing side. Of course. So they the owners still remain as partners. Yeah. But we take over the whole business. Wonderful. Side. Yeah. That's really good. Thank you. It serves a greater purpose, to be honest. I think so. My sister is a vet as well. And uh, they get a lot of rescued animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's so many... Uh, pets in the world or in Dubai even that need a lovely home so I think uh, I think it's gone the world I mean we where we are a lot of people with cats especially yeah honestly I'm not a cat lover but we have dogs yeah but they're all over my cars (laughs) and they scratch the cars and it's just like if you have a cat just take care of it don't have it roaming around my garden but anyway Mm. that's something else so let's go back to coffee (laughs) I'm gonna go on my rant about cats um I want to have something that, like, there's some sonic noise or something that the cats keep away from my garden. But that's an invention oh. maybe I can create. Maybe. Maybe. Without poisoning them. So that's not good. So, But I think if you do uh, a beautiful cat centers, like they have dog centers, you know, uh, this problem would reduce a lot. There was a coffee shop, if you remember, at yeah. Cats. Yeah, and they it, and still have it here. No, they? It was on, it was on uh, Jamara Beach Road, if you remember. Yes. And it closed. Yeah. But maybe they moved, I don't know. I just don't uh, there is another one in Al Wasl. There is another one in Al Safa. So cats roaming around, you're having a coffee and a chat yeah. and cats are everywhere. Yeah. But I feel like if you do a couple of centers here and there mm-hmm. for, cat, for cats, like you do for dogs. Yes, rescue cats. Yeah, people would uh, come. I, I will, and look, I don't blame uh the families that left uh, the country at a very in, in a very urgent state at covid time and, and left the animals behind. and they left the animals behind because it's very expensive for animals to travel right but also um they could have done uh, not them uh, we could have done better as a community to actually yeah. give these cats a home yes yeah, true um talking about cats and, and I'm going to go back to flying yeah is there a compartment in the on the plane for animals? Yes. If I went with the luggage, would I die in, in that? Because I could survive if I sat on my luggage below my seat. Well, if you pass through security and you <laughs> passed, you know, through everything, yes. and you manage to have your S- next to sit next, maybe I'm very attached to my suitcase. It will survive. You will survive. Yes. So temperatures don't change that much. No. Pressure doesn't. So the you could entire see. airplane is pressurized uh-huh. even your luggage where we put your luggage is pressurized uh-huh. so okay. yes and animals sit with the luggage and no the, no, no there's there a is, special place yes. for the animals as well because i always wonder what they do they stick in with the luggage or no, no. there's a special place yeah, thank you i'm learning so much today <laughs> do you ever worry about because even when i fly so much i think this could be it do you do you have so much faith in the planes because you know what was amazing we went to um this summer, I went to Alaska. Yeah. And we flew a helicopter to the glaciers. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that these helicopters didn't stop. Now, with the airplanes, different. We got wings. And I think one engine fails, the wings will take me there and stuff. With the helicopter, if that damn engine fails, you're done. Yeah. 
Okay, so I couldn't believe how well maintained these engines are going because they work them all the time, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, and they're so because, very well maintained as uh -huh. well. Uh, so you never worry about the plane. Is the plane safer in the air than it is on the ground? Operationally, yes. Because, uh, 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 of course, when you have a lot of airplanes in the same function, you need somebody to look on how we're moving and how mm -hmm. the directions are happening. But in general, the aviation industry, which people, I, they realize, but they don't believe in it so much, is very safe is very, very safe. Mm -hmm. uh, the airplanes are well maintained, are well taken care of. And that's uh, internationally, it's not only Emirates, but Emirates have done a state of art job, to be honest, to really keep well. their airplanes maintained and structured. The structure never, never, never uh, failed us, to be honest, as pilots or cabin crew or uh, working in this industry. Apart from the our amazing ruler, Sheikh Mohammed Al Maktoum. What, what do you think is the secret to Emirates that is such an amazing airline? Uh, Sheikh Ahmed bin Saeed. Yes. Sheikh Ahmed bin Saeed, he's also a visionary and he had a very good vision to start. And it amazes me how much he's done, you know, and I look up to him so much. Have you ever met Sheikh Ahmed? Of course. Really? Um, wow, wow. Humble wow. guy, but... He is amazing. Amazing. I used to live in Grosvenor House. Mm. I used to have coffee. I never had the guts to go over and shake his hand and say, no, amazing. I don't know. You I just Because I think you have this, you, we, we're going to where we started self-worth. Yeah. And you often hear, who am I? Who this? But he was so humble, always. Yeah. Always. He's done an amazing job amazing job not only in this industry in every industry the leaders that we live with Blessed. in uh, in this country is incredible when i started my warehouse i call it the warehouse it's in alqoz i combined it with uh, coffee and art so i host artists every two weeks there is a new artist that i host and i do events in that place so i have different events happening so and we post that on social media so if people are interested to meet different people in industries and they should come and, and so far it's been so successful with the amount of people that i've met you know and how visionary they are with different industries but it fascinates me the amount of success we have in this country is incredible. It really is. Wallah, yani, you can't, uh, if you, if, uh, if I'm putting it in that, if you want somebody in any industry, you can find it here. You can find a person who has knowledge enough for him to start or her to start a business here. It's incredible. With you, it is incredible. With your traveling, do you notice that there's lots of ignorance towards the Middle East? I, I get that still. I can't believe it that people are like, what should I'm coming to Dubai? What should I wear? I'm like, of course, of course. But because even today, with all your traveling, it still surprises you. Mm. It's very sad. Uh, it's the social media, you know, it's how uh, the social media projects who we are which is sad, but uh, this is something that I think is changing now because some social media platforms are filtered, some are not. I remember uh, there was a day I was in Dallas, I think, in an Uber. And um, 
And we sat there, you know, hi, how are you? Good morning, ma'am. How are you Small doing? Talk. So where are you from? I said, I'm from uh, Dubai. And he's like, oh, my God, you know. That's and the then, first reaction. Yeah. Everybody goes, oh, my God, oh Dubai. My God, so marketing's Dubai. working. So that everybody doing? knows you know, Dubai. And then he was speaking about, uh, at that point, there was this uh, Ukraine and Russia conflict, you know. And he was talking about what he sees on the news, like, oh my God, the Middle East was attacked and this was happened and they were showing him pictures and people are dying. How are you here? Are you here on survival? I was like, no, and nothing like that Sadly, happened, yeah. you know? We're okay, we're fine, we're living our normal life and it's not as bad as the social media makes it look like, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh my, this is what we've heard and this is what they're telling us and this is why they're, like, it's just the projection of the social media or, or the wording they mm -hmm. used that, that's been badly put in their head, Sadly, I believe. Yeah. yeah, which is sad. I mean, really. right now, this conflict in Palestine and it breaks my heart. I teach people how to make money about entrepreneurship, marketing, sales. Nothing seems that important anymore. One hundred percent. Because as we're broken. speaking now, people, innocent children are being I'm killed. I'm heartbroken. Yeah, uh, I've started. At first, it was like, don't, because I need my platform to reach millions. If I say anything, it gets stopped. Then I thought, you know what? I'd rather get banned and speak from my heart 100%. the truth. Why this child should be more important than this child? One hundred percent. Everybody should but have look, equal. Uh, Maybe I've never said this before because um, I myself am not so much into social media, mm -hmm. but I'm very grateful that there are platforms in social media that are showing the reality, reality. Uh, as a first person reality rather than... There's no middle person filtering the news, I guess. Than, uh, than showing, you know... Um, what they want us to see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is. This is the reality and that's how you see it. And that's it which is very important. So people can make their own perception mm -hmm. about it rather than what uh, a certain platform want them to see. Yes. Uh, which I'm, I'm very grateful for, alhamdulillah. You know, I've never met a young lady which I thought she'd be a great daughter-in-law for me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, absolutely honored to meet you today, Thank really. You. And I, I, I want to talk to you for hours. We've actually been an hour and 20 minutes. Can you believe yeah, it? Mashallah. So tell me Mashallah. about your currently, because what I want to do, I have an idea yeah. about your, uh, when you hold events, how many people can you have at your place? I can have, uh, well, I had events where it held 50 people mm -hmm. and I had events where there were uh, 200 people coming in and out of the warehouse. Okay. So far, all the events that I've done have been beautiful. Uh, of course, managed by, uh, by different people. They all come, I have a, uh, uh, an event that I'm uh, I'm, hap I'm launching, uh, not me myself, but uh, in collaboration with another company. She's launching uh, a cheese company. She's a cheese lady called Yellow Block. And uh, she's hosting her launch in my warehouse. Uh, and I love seeing that. And what I do when this happens, I invite all the other entrepreneurs of other businesses and I come and they network, you know, and you might, you never know. Let's do an event at your place. Yeah, let's do it. And I'll teach for free entrepreneurship. 100%. Let's get together. Lovely. Also what I'd like to do, and I'll, this is on the table, I would like to do a documentary about your business. Would that be okay? Documentary about like my, my team will come, mm -hmm. interview your vision with warehouse, events you're doing and we'll gift it yeah. to you yeah why not i would love that 
because Actually, he sounds be amazing. How many people do you have working for you now? Seven. Amazing. Seven. But look. Uh, Is it profitable yet? Yes. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. It had, it had a dip. I'm not going to lie. It had a dip, which wasn't a bad dip. Um, it, uh, it was a decision that needed to be done and I had to do it, uh, which I'm not regretting at all, you know. But uh, now it's recovering really well, uh, I'll, which I'll explain a bit better. Uh, my business was mainly in Jabal Ali because it was mainly B2B. The free and, zone. Uh, yeah, for the people free who zone. don't know, Jabal Ali is one of the biggest free zones on the planet. 100%. Yes. And when it was in the free zone, the entry, so every client that I had to meet, it was, there was Pain. an entry permit, there yes. was an exit permit, there was... And Checks in the vehicles was yes. in, was out. And there was a specific block of time where mm. if they pass that time, they can't enter. If they yes. come with a different car, they can't enter. And for me, as a business, as a startup, it was difficult for me to keep all this in check because if the client comes with a different car, it's done. You know? I had that problem. And yes. my my mm. first impressions weren't as good because of yes. this. Even if my coffee is good, uh, it was challenging. It was challenging to yes. get there. You yes. know, so I had to actually take a chunk and start a warehouse and do the warehouse. And, and it costs you more, of right? course, because you have to pay the duties now. Exactly. And the rent is higher exactly. because of where you are. But so it was the risk worth taking. It was the risk definitely worth taking. How long have we been in new warehouse? Uh, a year, uh, almost a year now. Oh, oh, congratulations. But I'm very happy. Can I come and drink at your place? Can of I have course, coffee? Of course. The public can come and use Yes, it. the public can come. Uh, every two weeks, there is a different artist. You can buy their art. Uh, we uh, do coffee training there. We do latte art training there. Uh, you can do events there. And I love mixing all this together because this is what yeah. I am about, you know. Drink coffee, meet new people, network, make a make a win-win situation for all. Because I'm sure if people don't realize this as entrepreneur, they should realize that now networking is very important. Very Meeting new people is very connecting important. all the connecting time. Connecting is very very. Business important. is a numbers game. You have to meet as many people as possible. Have the correct conversations. You never know. Mm. You know. Maybe I sat with you today and we're talking about something and something clicks and you're like, oh my God, we can do this together or we can do that together, you know? Where are you going to be your business in five years? Where? Ideally, if you wave a magic wand. Um, I don't want to mention a name, but that's in my head. I want to be the Nestle of Middle East. So not just coffee. Because why not? You know, why not? We have so many resources in the UAE. Would you still be flying? Uh, I love flying. So now the flying has become a hobby and your business is your business, right? That's your baby. I love flying. So you can't see yourself ever stopping? Maybe at some point I will, Mm. but I don't know where that point is. You've been flying for 10 years now. Yes, but I love flying. I love if I can tell people about my stories in COVID time and... You know, we never stopped flying in COVID. You know, we were flying and we were bringing... Mainly cargo. Cargo. And uh, how we did the cargo and how the world looked like at that time. and our... Because it was the cargo who really helped Emirates, right? Yes. Did you convert the, f- the passenger seats to... F- yes. Wow. What a fantastic idea. Wow, wow, wow. What that must have cost the airline idea. a fortune, right? Yeah, but look... It worked. You got to do what you got to do to survive. Because many airlines just park their 
passenger planes. Yeah. Was Emirates converted to? When Emirates said, let's uh, take all the economy class seats, let's convert it all into cargo and let's fly. And we did. And it was amazing. You know, amazing idea. Do you remember the funniest incident you've ever had on a plane? Um... I can't think of any, to be honest. Do you ever get an obnoxious passenger saying, I want to speak to the captain? Yes. I want, I want to have a, comp- have a complaint to make or anything. Do they do that? Well, a lot of people do, you know. It's surprising what you do. What, uh, and would you come and have a chat things. or would you just say, come on now, it's, it's no, the person's look, job? I, I had a I had a couple of anxious passengers, you know, while I was, for example, out of the cabin on the ground. And they come to me and they say, we're anxious. And I tell them, it's safe. The mm. route doesn't look like there mm. would be any turbulence, yes. you know, um, and uh, uh, the routing looks safe. So it's obvious no obnoxious. They're anxious, but what about obnoxious? Like, I'm, I'm sitting in first class and I want this. I want your attention. Or whoever. No, most of the passengers are, okay. are, yeah. What's the worst turbulence you ever had? You've had bad ones? Uh, yeah, I did have bad ones. Uh, maybe once or twice in my lifetime. You can never foresee it coming, right? It could be just pockets of Most of the time, yes. But because most of the time, if you would look at our screen, we have uh, weather that's colored, okay? Okay. And we try and avoid weather. But sometimes it's just clear air turbulence. And to describe clear air turbulence, as you go up, there are layers. Mm -hmm. Every thousand foot is a layer. So let's say 3,000 foot and 5,000 foot the wind is light, but at 4,000 feet, the wind is a bit stronger that mm-hmm. causes turbulence, okay? Disturbance. And uh, let's say you're driving now on Sheikh Zayed Road to make an, an example, a simple example. You're driving on Sheikh Zayed Road and you don't know that they've installed a new hump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you go flying. You're just, you're just flying. And then there is a, a hump, a hump, a hump, a hump, and then you continue. Do you see how that feeling mm-hmm, feels? Mm-hmm. This is exactly what turbulence is. And sometimes the systems can't tell you because yeah. it's clear. Because it's clear air turbulence. And then the best thing to do is just move up and down. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. Or so to avoid that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we can, and sometimes, most of the time we can actually, but sometimes we cannot as there are more airplanes and the air. Has there been times you got worried getting, about the turbulence was like so big and you thought, <gasps> Um, yes, but we never actually encountered it. Like uh-huh. we avoided, we descended, we climbed, but we never got into a position where it got really, really bad. Yes, yes. Alhamdulillah, the technology incredible. we fly in is incredible, is, is fascinating. What do you think of uh, the universe when you've seen it, been around it, you see how thin the atmosphere is? How do you feel about the universe? Um, it makes me believe in Allah more because imagine the how detailed it is it makes me believe in Allah more so you don't think we're a bunch of coincidences you think there is no I don't think anything is a coincidence I do not believe in um, I wouldn't say I do not believe but I do believe that everything every movement that's happening now is for a reason. Every single thing that's happening to us as people, as environment, as is for a reason. 
um, every bad thing happens has an outcome and sometimes it's a good outcome you know but we don't realize this until I'll give you a simple example you go through a heartbreak and you think oh my god how would I survive after this you know I love that person I love that friend I love that somebody dies and you're like how am I gonna survive and then five years pass and you look at that and you're like you know what I'm really glad I went through this. Now I'm with a better person. I'm with a better friend. So I'm stronger. I'm, I'm stronger. Wiser. I'm wiser. So everything happens for a reason. And also when it comes to people and nations, um, I've done thousand and two cities now in my flying. You realize that humans are—they believe they're different, but they're indifferent. They're the same. Actually, I agree. They have a principle. I same fears. Same fear. I have kids. My kids have to eat. They have to go to school. The Needs, best schools. They yeah. need education. After education, you need uh, uh, a, a place. Uh, you get a place. You need to get married. It's a cycle, and it's the same. Uh, religion uh, I need to be emotionally stable I need to be financially stable I need to be educationally I give I need to give my kids better than what I've done it's a cycle of life that people are in but they believe or they think they're different, they're different when they're yeah. not I agree you know I want the best food I want when I do my seminars there tend to be people from all sorts of countries and religions and everything and I do a couple of tricks, and, and I said, who feels this way? 99% of people raise their hand. They can't believe. They've never met each other, but they have the same fears, same needs, and everything. Of course. That's uh, that's what I believe in, and I live that because when I go out, I talk to people. I made so many friends through mm. my travels everywhere across the world. You know, I meet, I uh, sit I, I remember like sitting on the street eating with them a people a person that I just met mm-hmm. you know and we have the best conversations of all time you know the most interesting like I met this guy I remember this uh, I was I think maybe somewhere in New York or somewhere like years ago in a Starbucks and he looked homeless you know and he sat there next to me and I sat next to her and we had a conversation. And um, while we're talking, that uh, he and I said, what do you do? And he was like an ex-Navy in the military who's done things in his life. But he looks different. And you just wanted to have a chat, you know. But he was going to the ba- bad stage of his life. Yeah. Well, not even. He just didn't care about dressing up. That's mm-hmm. it, you know. Mm-hmm. And. It was a really lovely chat. You know, we, we talked, we sat there, we finished a cup of coffee, and then he said, thank you. You really reminded me of my daughter. Oh, that's nice. And I enjoyed that, you that's know. Nice. Or I had uh, uh, another person in my flight who looked at me, and he's like, are you the one who's flying the airplane? And I said, yes, because I looked much younger, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Still uh, are, by the way. You know, and, uh, and he said, uh, we sat there, and we had a chat. I was on my break, and we had a chat, and... He did incredible things in his life, and it's amazing, you know. And I'm never seeing this, but I don't even know what his name is. But it's interesting. So what I noticed that you don't waste time. You make quality. You, you make things happen all of the time course, in your life. Of course, because uh, time never stops for anyone either. 
you know. To be so young and so wise is a quality. Keep it going. Thank you so much. A couple of more questions on the fun side. Any, any cities you haven't seen you want to see? I want to see the North Pole. But I actually want to do... Um, You've seen the Northern Lights? I've seen the Northern I flew in the Northern Lights. It was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But that was one of my incredible flights. You never asked me that. I was coming back from Seattle and we flew in the Northern Lights. So I was inside the Northern Lights. And, and you I, see it all around you? All right? around me. And I couldn't help but tell the passengers, ladies and gentlemen... Check out the window. Please, I know that... Uh, You're maybe asleep or Don't be alarmed. I'm just telling you to open your windows because this is something that you can't miss in your life. And the passengers were actually very grateful that I yeah, did that. Yeah, amazing. Um, that was one of the nice uh, nice experiences. Um, shooting stars coming back from Bangkok at night. There were gazillion of shooting stars that uh, that night I'm grateful for. Uh, the COVID time. You never think they're going to hit the plane, do you? Huh? They're never going to hit the planes like... No, yeah, no, like... no, they're so far. <laughs> they're so far. But it's just, Amazing. there's so many experiences. North Pole. North Pole. Do you believe in UFOs? Um, yes and no. You have never seen a... Uh, look, religiously, if I'm speaking, is it okay that I'm speaking? Perhaps uh, any religiously, um, religiously, there is a lot of things in the Quran that we haven't yet discovered. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, a lot of things, you know, and there are a lot of things in Quran that was written uh, when the Quran was written, uh, mm -hmm. but it was discovered recently. Mm -hmm. So we don't really know. But you can't also say that there's we are the only, only living only souls yes. that are here. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. But Personally, have you experienced any no. unidentified no, no, flying no. objects? Any colleagues talk about it? No, no, no. 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 So far, no. But who knows, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Know. Maybe in the future, that's maybe, another Maybe case. now I've mentioned that you'll attract it. Yeah. But you know what's really funny? I remember years ago, if you talk about flying, it was a big deal. Now they're talking about, yeah, they probably exist and nobody's bothered. Yeah. I don't know why we've become numb to it, but having... I think it's because we've seen a lot of... Uh, uh, UFO movies that yeah, uh, just you kind of feel you saw it coming yeah. or even zombie you know like yes. these uh, uh, zombie movies zombie movies and if it happens in the future oh, I saw be, that coming anyway that was people would be like you know what yeah. we, we saw it got five seasons of that 15 exactly, years ago yeah, you yeah. know or we saw it coming we know how to fight yeah. it and we're okay and I think it's that but also I think that uh, this year in particular if you look back at it there was always an incident, a major incident that got people's attention since January until today that I feel that people are just numb. I feel they're numb. Then I feel proud when I see half a million people demonstrating against, yes, that's, you know, in, in London and 100, 200,000, yes. uh, 50,000 uh, Celtic fans pull out the of Palestinian course. flag. These are against the governments. It's against the news. But people, I still believe in humanity. Of I course, still think they, they see things wrong and they go, no, I'm going to stand up for what's right. Of course, because as I said, we think that we're different, but we're not. not. We want peace. We want love. Yeah. We want harmony. And we need more people in your generation who stand out and say, good you look old men and women who are running our governments. Yes, I'm talking about Europe and stuff. This is not right. This is mm -hmm. not right. Let's change. We need to say, we, we passed 
through things by we I mean you and I generation wise because mm-hmm. I also lived in time where there were flip phones yes. you know yes. I also lived in time where in uh, growing up I, my friend would call home and I'm playing outside and my mom would say I will tell her when she gets inside yeah, yeah, to yeah. call you and I will hang up and then I'll come inside I'll type I'll have a book and I have her phone number yes, and I'll yes, call yes. her I lived that you know and then I lived through I didn't have social media and then I did have social media and then you know I lived through all this it's different different stages different yeah. ages and it has a a different a range of emotions that we live through and I'm sure you did as well you know um and uh, it's I won't incredible. give you my experiences and it shows my age <laughs> I used to carry coins in my car because I had to go to find a phone box but it's amazing that was the only way I communicated you know it was amazing yeah. and now we're attached to our phone yes you know yeah you know, I was it's interesting I was in a mall yesterday I thought I'm going to count from here to a, a to B how many people are walking with phones in their hands. Over 90% of the people were walking with a phone in their hand. Yeah, of course. Like they're but, attached to it. But I'll tell you what's also interesting. Now we've reached a point, if someone is calling me, means there is something bad happening. Otherwise people text all the time. That's interesting. Do you know what I mean? Like my mom texts me. It's urgent or something. Yeah. It's important. Like if my mom, for example, texts me all the time. So now if she calls, I'd be like, oh my God. Well, what's happened? She called. You know? yeah, excuse me, I've got to take this call because exactly. it's rare. So Crazy. now you see how different it was. Yeah, people's perception has yeah, changed. Yeah, we've reached, behavior. We, we, changed, we reached a different point. But we also learn from different generations. Mm. You know, we also, Now I sit with kids. When I go to school and I give speeches in school. And Do you I give see, speeches? Yeah, to, in, in school sometimes. To inspire people to, to... I speak to them, you know, and and I don't give them only the rainbows and the unicorns and the... No, I also give them the reality. Because I now, for example, I sit with a lot. Uh, I did my last two, three speeches in schools and I asked uh, kids, what do you guys want to be? You know, and a lot of them said, I want to be a YouTuber or I want to be an influencer. Mm-hmm. But uh, I always tell them, because they see how the aftermath is, but I also tell them, do you know that uh, they actually had to get a degree first? They had to work for someone first. They had to raise money. They had, and to, they had to be consistent. Yeah. And yes, they had disciplined. To, they had to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. They had to make videos and videos and videos and videos until they got to a platform where they can say, I'm a YouTuber. It doesn't just come. You know, and you need to start somewhere. But how do I convince my parents? You know, convince them by being serious. You know, if I have a 15 year old that comes to me and comes to me with a serious mind, you don't need to have money, but you need to sit with me and tell me, Bhita, I have a business idea. Okay. I want to do this. Okay, did you do a research? Yes. I did my research and this is what I got. And I think. This is the money I need to raise it. How will you start? I will start by, if someone has a plan and shows you the plan, this is where you believe in them more. You know, and if you go to your parents as a 15 year old, 16 year old, 17 and says, mom and dad, I wanna be a YouTuber. Okay, great. This is not a bad thing, but do you have a plan? Most don't. Do you have a structure? Hmm. You know, do you know what you're gonna talk about? You know, what is your YouTube channel? What's your about? angle? What's your, what's what's your, your story? Yeah. What are you going to present, you know? And if you have these things, 
and you say to your parents, I want to do a YouTube channel and I want you guys to be my supervisors until I'm at a legal age, but I want to start now. If, if any of your children, for example, came and presented all this to you, it will be hard to say no. Exactly. It will be hard to say no. Because they're serious. You don't need money, but you need that willpower to start with. You know, I didn't have money when I started my coffee company, but I really wanted to. And I saved and I saved and I saved. My Do you have investors? No. You're the sole no. owner. Congratulations. So I I started my company with a 20, 28,000 dirhams. And I'm not saying that this is a lot of money or a little bit money. I worked hard for it. And you still do? And I still do. How many final questions? Hmm. We've been an hour and 40 minutes, one of my longest podcasts. So um, how many female pilots are there now with Emirates? Um, as, a, as a whole, I don't know, but as Emiratis, we're seven. Wow. We're seven female pilots. Probably double or treble that if it was other countries as well. Well, it, it's only Emirates. In Etihad, we're more. Oh, really? Yes, in Etihad. Well, you mean more. Emirates as in Emirates Airlines? Yes. Not Emiratis. Yeah, There's seven female pilots no, no, no. in the Emirates no, Airlines. No, 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 no. Let me rephrase this. In Emirates Airlines, we are seven UAE, like Emirati passport holders, female pilots. In, in Etihad, there are more Emirati female pilots. Crazy. You know? And they're and a in much smaller Saibah, fleet. And they're more in Air Arabia. You know, they're... Uh, Incredible. We are there. We Incredible. are out so there. So you started a trend. Alhamdulillah. Right. Oh, it's a good trend, you know? It's something to be proud of. Well, I'm proud to have met you. I'm honored. And Thank you. If you like, I don't know what my diary is like, but I'd love to visit your your Please. warehouse. Please. I'd love to experience your coffee. And I'd love to maybe do an event there. Yeah, why not? Please. Let's do it. Please. I think a lot of people would be happy to listen to you. Thank you. And uh, to have a conversation. And I think a lot of people would love to just sit and brainstorm. Let's do you it. You know, and uh, I said that before. Um... We had a very uh, interesting, sorry, like uh, we had a very, uh, an interesting speech in the warehouse a few months ago, and it was about uh, women entrepreneurship. And uh, one of the ladies uh, was a bit more feminist towards this idea, but not in a very positive way, which I didn't enjoy. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm feminist, but I believe that both genders should have education. They should all exactly. have uh, the right healthcare system. They should have the right opportunities. Yes, but not in a way that I would demean the other gender for me to be better. God, I agree with you. No. I speak in Dubai Women's Council all the time. Yeah. And I say exactly the same thing. And... Uh, I was, and she was saying this in a way that men have better opportunities and business and da, 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 you know things like Almost that. Almost defeatist, and, right? Yeah. And I told her no. Actually, I'm. I really would like to uh, argue. I would not argue. I would really like discuss to discussion, discuss healthy discussion. Look, back in the days, okay. Back in the days is when my mom, my dad got married. When your mom, your dad got married. You know, they had rules. They had a law. Okay. One salary was more than enough to raise seven kids. It's completely different time, you know? So men sat together and they had discussions because they needed that when it comes to business and networking. Yes. Women also sat and had different kind of discussions because they needed that, because their environment- At implant, that time. Implant, uh, wanted that, Correct. right? And then it changed a little bit. 
where women said, you know what, I would like to work. But they started in the health system. They started in the education system because they still wanted to be where... Carers. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. They wanted to have this, I want to care. I want to educate. And I want to... And then it shifted a little bit because the world shifts. And when it shifts, you shift accordingly towards it. Now we've reached a point where, yes, women are entrepreneurs and... Uh, they own businesses and everything that doesn't mean that uh, their opportunities are less or are difficult no men have opportunities and networks more because they've been doing that for years in men's world for a long long time you know so how did that conversation end well on good terms or said i'm not going to come back to your warehouse again uh, was it healthy it was healthy Because I told her, look, I'm I'm very sure. I'm telling you this out of a first-hand experience. I've worked, or I still am, working 99% with men, you know? And if I ask you today, Darush, do you have experience about uh, uh, investing? Can you teach me? You know? And you would. Exactly. There is no gender related to it. Exactly. You know, people help, but it also depends on how your perspective is. It's always, always, always about perspective. Okay. And I can sit here, I mean, I can sit here and I say, oh my God, my life was tough because my dad passed away when I was 10 and I struggled because my teenage times were taken away from me. You know, I didn't experience what teenagers experience. I wouldn't be the woman I am today. Every single step that I went through, I wouldn't be the woman I am today. And look, I've been through days because I manage a business. I was doing my master's and also I was flying. And these are things I chose to have in my life. I had days where I was burned out to the maximum. I didn't want to meet anyone. I didn't want to talk to anybody because I was just in burned out. But that's the path you chose. Exactly. And I have to deal with consequences. Rita, if your father is watching now, he's very, very proud, I'm sure. Alhamdulillah. I hope so. It's been an honor. Thank you. The honor is mine. Thank, thank you. you. Wow, gladiators. It's been an absolute honor. Rita, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you again. Inshallah. Inshallah. Bye. I salute you. Thank you.